Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, the reason I was late mm-hmm. is because I, I took a break from work and I went in my room and I had the window open and the breeze was so nice and I was so sleepy. I thought, I'll just lay here for a minute on these nice cool sheets by this nice breezy window. Don't stand a chance. And the next thing I know, Nyx is jumping on my chest and I look at the clock and it's 535. (laughs) And my only thought is, holy shit, how did she learn how to tell time? (laughs) And also, how does she know my schedule? (laughs) No, like those two in combination, nobody stands a chance. Yep. Your sheets are cool and they're clean and there's a breeze coming through. Yeah, no. It's the afternoon. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were Did in you trouble from the moment you started that sentence. Smell of and fresh air. The, the, the funniest thing is even though I know this, I will still lay down in those circumstances and think, well, I'll I can be fine. <laughs> yep, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm not going anywhere. Happen. And then I'd wake up. I'd be back for like 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. Nope, that was not what happened. I would have slept through this whole podcast if she hadn't jumped up there. <laughs> I mean, you would have needed it, but... Well, my reaction was like, Nix, knock it up! Oh, wait, never mind, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, Nix, indeed. Um, I would like to take a moment to address something that you said in the group chat, Brooks. Because apparently, oh. you're not a normal professor. You're a cool professor. <laughs> When I say I was extra weird yesterday, I was really... Mm-hmm. I don't even remember half the things that I said, but it was, you would think I was doing a comedy routine or something. Well, you said you told your student... You asked your students if they wanted to know where babies come from. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while I say a thing where I was like, I probably should have said that out loud. It's fine. Because <laughs> I was just, you know, asking, I was like, does anybody have questions about the paper? Anybody have questions about anything, really? Want to know where babies come from? <laughs> I was like, oh dear God, please don't ask. <laughs> yeah, that's the and kind then... of thing that would have made me lose it if I was in that class. <laughs> that would have gone in the notebook. I don't know, something about that particular class in the time of day, I don't know. That's the same one where I threatened to throw a brick through the window. <laughs> there is. You are steadily losing hinges, is the thing. This is what prolonged exposure to us is doing to you. I was like, I should have gone to Maine. Like, it's not simple. I, and I made the wrong choice. There is, Zach, I can't remember what chat this came up in, but, like, there is 
a universe like six inches to the left where you, me, and Anna were all at yeah. UMaine yes. being taught by her. <laughs> and I think we would have broken you. Like, I think that yeah. would have made you quit teaching. When I was at UMaine, that's when I yelled in class really loudly that I was on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the grad students in the offices right outside the class. <laughs> We were talking about how, like, you know, technically caffeine is a drug and tobacco is a drug and, you know, alcohol is a drug, but we don't really talk about those. And I was drinking coffee at the time and I was like, look, I'm on drugs right now. I was like, out of context. Oops. <laughs> I think about that a lot. Yeah, no, they, they rearranged, somebody rearranged the furniture in that classroom, like the table and stuff up front. And there was a podium. Mm -hmm. So I was like, just trying out new things, you know like leaning on a podium and walking in different angles. And so I kind of like perched on this table and I went like, it's like, I'm not one of those lame professors. I'm a cool professor. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't, no, here's the thing. Don't apologize though. You have to own it. <laughs> I felt so dumb as soon as I said it. Yeah, own it. Of, no, yeah, you like make eye contact. Yeah. And you just like, and what about it? Yeah. Assert um, dominance. I also just kept saying really depressing things and then going, but look at these pretty trees. Look at the trees. <laughs> My God. Because, <laughs> you know, we were talking about the influence of media on politics. So. Ah, of course. Oh, well, then that would be very depressing. Yep. yep. But that's yep. not what we're here for. We're here to hopefully make your day a little brighter. Yes. Look at the pretty trees. That'll help. Is it, heck yeah, Gorge, gorgeous day. At least when we're recording this. Um, other talking point that I'm excited about, Zach. I know you don't watch Doctor Who, but hey, we know who the Fourteenth oh, yeah. Doctor is. My boy, Shudi Gatwa. I I'm so bummed that they didn't make like a bigger thing about the announcement, though. Like you know, yeah, I that's kind of lame. I wanted like a nice uh, and uh, you know, I'm not, I'm glad they told us, but I also almost wish they would have waited until he had his like costume oh because yes. now i'm dying i know imagine what it is yes or will be zach i okay confession time i tried to get into doctor who when i was in like late middle school early high school only because charlie mcdonald liked it and i mean at that time nice. like <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Boy with red hair, like something with a British accent. That was all it took. No, yeah, but yeah, I'm, all it took. I'm excited, and that means I have to like get my shit together about one rewatching the Jodie Whittaker seasons that I have watched because I don't remember them, and then actually finishing it. Oh yeah, you're not caught up, right? I am very much not. I think I'm two seasons behind. The last season is so bad, shit. Like, the f last, like, actual season, not, like, Flux or anything like that, but, like, the last full season. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the last full season. I haven't watched Flux either. Oh, my God. It's it's complete madness. Um, but also, you know, just the choice, the, the new Doctor choice. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Um, I don't know much about him. I've seen a little bit of sex education, and it's really hard to imagine him as Doctor Who based on that for me, but... Which means I also right. need to watch the second... And I don't know, are they up to a third season? Bless you. <laughs> I think that is the first time someone's ever sneezed on the podcast. It is too. That's why I stopped all of a sudden. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> it's finally happening. It happened. Well, the window's open. Yeah. Allergies. Yeah. 
Um, whatever number of seasons they're up to, I've only seen the first season of Sex Education, and it's excellent. So, like, I I do need to. This will this will spur me on, once I like. What other shows do I have to? Fucking... I'm like behind on so many yeah. shows that I like. Is the worst thing. It's like I like these. I'm just not watching them. For no reason. Um, yeah. When when I saw the announcement, like my initial reaction was like, oh, so excited, you know, like freaking out, like, oh, that's so cool. That's so... And then immediately just disappointment of like, well, now we gotta wait. Yeah, now we have to wait. And to see what he's like as the doctor. I know. That's my one thing with Doctor Who. The like the time between seasons. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Zach, we're like completely excluding you from this conversation. We're all good. We don't mean to exclude you, even though we love to exclude you. Even though we love to exclude you. Um, <laughs> this is big. This only happens every few years. This is also true. Um, so, since um, every single day I commit acts of uh, hubris and wait for the gods to punish me, I have only prepared one actual question for today. Same now. Um, but Zach, you have something that you would like to do on air. I had, yes, I was brainstorming. Um, I will have to go grab it, but of course, as I was explaining to Bridget earlier, um, I have not eaten anything like, I have not intentionally eaten anything that has animal products for over five years now. And while I've eaten lots of substitutes, um, there is not really a substitute for Jello. There's no like Beyond Jello or anything. And so I haven't really eaten it until yesterday i was grocery shopping and on a whim picked up like a jello snack pack and looked at it and there is no gelatin in it so i have not had jello or anything gelatin or or anything like jello equivalent in over five years and i was going to try this thing and see just what it is because i have nothing to compare it to except for what my brain remembers jello is from like 2017. I'm so invested in this journey, and it started so. approximately three minutes ago. It's <laughs> not Jello brand. It's like a different brand. It's it, it it's like one of those snack pack things. They do like the puddings and things like that. Also, like the same brand that does those. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean, curious. We'll be viewing the little cup momentarily, so we can yeah. clear that up. Let me go. Oh. Oh, we're killing it here on the podcast today. Oh, that's a new mug, or one I haven't seen before. Um, I've had it for a few weeks. It's like, it's like my hat. Oh! You know, it has all the Rochester things on it. Oh, that's so cute. I love it. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Hell yeah. All right. I am excited for this. It's orange. Okay. I just know that it's orange. Oh my god. That is probably the one color we could guess the name of the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little bit afraid, but like moment of truth. Kind of <laughs> underwhelming. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean it it tastes like just it tastes like vaguely plasticky. It yeah. like yeah, for some reason I feel like the snack pack ones are just never as good as just like making the Jello because the you make all the packaging it's in. The only time, also fair. the only yeah. time I have ever made Jello in my life was making Jello shots. Oh Do my you god! Jello shots with these. 
Well, no. Well, I mean, I guess if you set it out, I guess it would liquefy. Or no. You would like Yeah. Infuse it if you really wanted to. But it'd be easier to just make the, like, jello shop, like, start with liquid. Yeah. Anyway, okay. continue. You like looked like you had like a thing to say about Jello shots. <laughs> no, it was not Jello shot related. Although actually, that maybe did make me think of something Jello shot related. I was at the um, Genesee Valley Harriers workout last night. Of course. And we were chatting afterwards about the beer mile, which is where you run a mile, but every quarter mile you chug a beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, and some people were saying, like, oh, they didn't really like beer, you know, that would be too much liquid. Um, and so we decided that what we really need is the Jello shot mile. Genius. That would be incredible. I think that would be super popular. Um, Absolutely. Sounds like good. <laughs> I think it'd be a good time. Nice, cool yeah. Jello shot, you know? I'm here for it. But what I was thinking about is, for some reason, when I was, like, I want to say 12, I had this mold for Jello. But what it did is you would make the jello, you pour it in the mold, and it made like, these like little jelly beans, but they're jello. Wait, that's so fun. And I, for some reason, I don't know, you go through phases, but I went through a phase where I was like obsessed with making these jello beans. I mean, yeah. And I cannot tell you how many boxes of jello that I consumed by myself <laughs> within like a week. And then the mold disappeared. And I know my mom threw it away. Oh, no. It makes me sad. I've never been able to find one again. A tragedy. Wait, like, how old were you? I think I, think I was, like, 12. Okay. So we're talking, you know, 24 years ago. Sure. <laughs> Some time ago. Uh, pretty much your entire lifespan ago. Um, Exactly my entire <laughs> lifespan. Yeah. Well, I said I pretty much, you know, because you're not the same age, but... Yeah. I would have been like one while you were making jello jellies <laughs> and, and eating them obsessively, just sitting there shoveling them into my face. Little did we know that 24 years 24 later. 24 years later. <laughs> you, 24 when you years later, born, you're all doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. When you were being born slash being a baby, there's me somewhere in Ohio <laughs> lurping down jello beans <laughs> by the lot. Is that how they make boba? <laughs> oh my god have you guys seen this tiktok what? it starts as a dough and then they boil it oh, no. oh like soup dumplings like soup dumplings have you i will send this to you guys i will link this in the description and i'm writing this down now so i don't forget it there's this tiktok of someone who is making like kiwi boba to put in like you know a little kind of juice beverage and there's a person reacting to the video of, like, you know, the very aesthetic video of the boba being made. Brooks, you look so alarmed. Nope. <laughs> you just, like, looked all wide-eyed for a second. Anyway, but they just keep, like, guessing what this person is making and, like, getting it wrong. It's like, oh, they're making kiwi syrup. Oh, no, they're making kiwi slime. <laughs> and it just keeps going. Until they finally get to, like, kiwi boba and beverage, and they just end the video by being like, oh, that's magnificent. It's, like, so wonderful. Zach, what do you, what do you have now? 
Oh, um, because there was no peanut butter left in this, really, I gave her the, the, the can, and now that she's really cleaned out everything but the bottom, I'm just cutting off the top half. Aww. So, excuse me while I do a little, little arson crafts here. Of course. Wait, can we get a, can we get a shot of Echo licking the peanut butter, please? You, absolutely, you can. I was making that face because I looked up the jello bean mold, and I thought for a brief moment that I had found one. Oh, no! On and I clicked on the link, and it says this product is no longer available. That's depressing. Ooh. I'm so sorry. I have, like, non-Jell-O brand ones. But for some reason, it just doesn't... I don't know if it's going to hit the same, if it's not quite the same shape. Or the same size, you know? I want I want the, the real one, the authentic one, to really capture... I can't argue like with that, honestly. I was trying to come up with something, but I simply can't. Because uh, I think worse than not having them is having one that is similar but not the same. Yeah. It's like a tease. Yeah. Somebody, there are people selling them on eBay for $20. I mean, that is seems that worth it? it? Um, for a sheet of plastic that probably would normally cost 99 cents. Echo! Oh, look at those teeth! Look at the teeth! Look at them teeth! Oh, oh, am I gonna hold it for you? She's like making eye contact with me while she. Audio <laughs> listeners, I recommend you at least go to the oh, right, to, yeah. to YouTube for this part. This is wonderful. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe I'll just like clip this and tweeted out as promotional material. <laughs> I love how the teeth, you know, you see teeth and you think vicious. You yeah. know, it's, it's like, no, funny that... just peanut butter. Literally, it's so funny, because, like, I, like, never, just about never see, like, Piper's teeth in any way, shape, or form, because she doesn't even, like, play growl, really. So, like, sometimes she'll just be laying there, and I'll just, like, put my, like, put my finger on her face and just go, and, like, because she's so tolerant. She lets me do anything. I'm like, man, look at your sharp teeth. You're a predator. And I can stick my hand in your mouth and you'll do nothing. I get to see Piper this weekend. You do get to see Piper. Exciting, exciting. And I get to see Echo. Yeah. You're all having a play date without me? If you can get your ass down to... Saratoga weekend? Depends on what Brooks is doing, but I'll be in the area. We might. I don't think I have anything on the schedule this weekend. I mean. <laughs> All right. Maybe All right. this discussion we carry on after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not going to get too bogged down with that right now, but we will most certainly yeah. circle back to that after recording. Yeah, we'll circle back. <laughs> anyway. By the way, just popped in my head because you mentioned listening to the podcast that I was talking to Lee, Lee Pierce yesterday yes. yes and they have been listening to the podcast regularly so thank you Lee. it is greatly appreciated and also oh i texted them a while back and was like hey do you want to come back on the podcast and they were like yeah in like june <laughs> so we got that we got that going for ourselves <laughs> they're, they're a busy they're a busy bee that's okay mm-hmm. okay um Let's go for our single question that I have, like, single actual question that I have scheduled for today. Zach, where did you find this? Did you make this up? No. I saw it, I, I saw it actually a long time ago. Okay. On, on, um, on Twitter. And the only reason I saw it 
is because Ben Shapiro retweeted it. And it was the one Ben Shapiro tweet that made me laugh. Somebody asked, if you were alive like 100 years ago, what would you be qualified to do? And he said, stand on the street corner and yell snarky things at people, which I found genuinely funny. All other things set aside. I was like, yeah. Um, but now I'm curious, given the skill sets that we have, like, what could we do 100 years ago? First of because all, can I mock Ben Shapiro? Because radio yes. existed in 1920. <laughs> yeah. Radio was a major mass medium. It was real big in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah, but but, but that's not, like, a, a, a funny thing. And Ben Shapiro needs attention. Because, like, that... Because, like, here's the thing. If Ben Shapiro just says something normal, like, his nasal twang will drive away everybody, he needs something to, like, rope you in. You really yeah, get as much mileage cool. out of the nasal twang thing as you possibly can, <laughs> aren't you? I, I heard that, and it just lives in my head now. And that's as how it should, honestly. That's a very, point. very apt descriptor. <laughs> it was on the Kamikaze of America, like, live shows. I think one, I think, like, noise uh, uh, like Alyssa said it <laughs> um but I, I just prefer to believe he doesn't know history well enough to realize oh he absolutely doesn't is the thing oh. to realize that radio existed at that point um to take a brief uh jaunt into the realm of dark humor um i would oh. not have made it to this age in 1922 um i would have been dead from the hole in my heart or institutionalized <laughs> But, me, my current self, transplanted back into 1922, my job would be literally the exact same. I would I be thinking. working on the Erie Canal, baby! And I'd be having a great time. Well, it doesn't say with your current job, it says your current skill set. Yeah, my current skill set is operating locks on the Erie Canal. Oh, yeah, but you can think beyond that, it's not like that's, that's the only this thing is true. you This do. is true. Um... I'd oh my probably God. be like some like snappy like 1920s like columnist in like a newspaper with my little typewriter. I was, I was gonna say you could turn into one of those like iconic like iconic images of like a construction worker just like having lunch like a hundred yeah. stories. Yeah, of... or like sitting on top of the canal doors. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that is definitely the kind of uh, very dangerous, not OSHA approved thing that was going on regularly. Yeah, you could have done so much more back then without OSHA. Oh my god, I know. Um, it was a wild, wild The stories west. I hear from people who like were working on the canal, like even like ten or twenty years ago, are insane. Like, there's, I heard from some guy at work that like at one of the lock houses, they used to like fill up the water cooler with like wine. <laughs> That's awesome. And they would, and like the supervisors would like come in, take a little leave. Like the canal was nuts, and this is was like in like the nineties. It's crazy, but yeah, no. Um, my job would be the my current job would still exist and be the exact same. And if I wasn't doing that, I would be like, yeah, I'd be some like cool journalist hunched over a typewriter. For it's, a snappy 1920s newspaper. You could have worked on the Panama Canal. I could. Oh, how baller would that have been? Because yeah, I speak. Oh baller. my god, I speak Spanish. Ah ha ha! Yeah, cool. 
Honestly, I would I would be vibing up until like the Great Depression. <laughs> My exact job would not exist because you would not need a professor of entertainment media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could still be an academic. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Um, I mean, like, I don't know if I would be though if if media weren't a thing. Like, I, mean, I don't know. Probably what... not. But like you definitely needed way less qualifications to be an academic at that point, so I feel like even your, like, basic understanding of math would probably, like, catapult you into the upper echelons of the, the educated. But the purposes of this, uh, this exercise, are we pretending that, like, sexism didn't exist and we could hypothetically do any job that a man could? Yeah, because, like, I, here's the, th like, I wouldn't be working on the Erie Canal if we're yeah, yeah, actually I mean, talking about the... the genuine again i would be instant i would be um dead because i could because i did not receive open heart surgery as an infant um i would be institutionalized because of my various mental illnesses or i would be an unwilling mother two out of three. yeah or two out of three you'd be hospitalized for your wandering uterus <laughs> yeah precisely <laughs> that was the thing they thought the uterus could just like move mm-hmm that's still so wild. Yep. So that's what I would actually be doing in 1922 if I had not died at the age of, like, 18. It should also be pointed out, not to get political, but we're going to get political, that the abortion ban in Michigan was passed in 1931 when wandering Eudice's theory was probably still a thing. <laughs> Christ alive. That that should we not hold the attorney general seat will be enforced in Michigan from people who didn't know what a uterus did. We are living in the, more proof that we are living in the timeline that God abandoned. Anyway, we're just did you we're not lose listening your... to this podcast to think about that? Where's the last place you saw it? <laughs> <laughs> you tried retracing your steps. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just put a, a joke in the chat because I didn't want to say that Oh, okay, good. Well, I was literally just about to go to the chat on my uh, screen, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it on my phone. Oh my lord. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch it first. Girl. <laughs> All right, send out the first party. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Sometimes gonna, I do remember that being recorded. We're just gonna brush past that for legal reasons. <laughs> Which by the way is because Huh? I don't always remember them being recorded, but sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I you do. No, literally, for le also, just quick side note, for legal reasons is becoming my favorite, like, random reason for anything. Just, like, if like if we're not saying something out of, like, basic politeness or, like, you know, bit much for the professor, it's for legal reasons. And I love it. I can't stop saying it. It is a curse. Um, You're... Your legal reasons is my nasal twang. Yeah, there you go. We'll have to, like, to. start keeping track of, like, those random things that we, like, pick up and say nonstop for two weeks and then forget about. 
Anyway. I do want to remind you every time you guys say something like, oh, that's too too much for her. She thinks we're, like, crazy. Remember the kind of jokes that I make? No, yeah, I know. I just forget because you, like, don't do it out loud. We can joke with her. She Sometimes. Can joke with her. <laughs> yeah, not one of those land. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a cool professor. Oh, cool. Um, We love it. It's supposed to be very Mean Girls-esque, you know? <laughs> I'm a cool mom. <laughs> No, you had yeah. to do the little. Sh- that's that was your problem. You were leaning up against a podium. You got to do the little shoulder shimmy. I'm oh, cool. Yeah, I think that would have been much weirder. But you again, you need to own it. Is the problem if you had done that and owned it? Perfect. Yeah, I wasn't really uh, thinking it through that much. <laughs> uh, life is a bitch. I will not, say that. It was not premeditated. <laughs> not premeditated. <laughs> I was like, oh, we just try sitting on this table. It's never been here before. And then I just naturally leaned and it came out of my mouth. I love that. <laughs> Sometimes I say things and then my brain is like, did we give that clearance to go? Or like, <laughs> or are we just like. Yeah, I gotta say, sometimes the, thing, the things that come out of my mouth shock even me. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Like, like, I'll say something and somebody will look at me shocked and I'm like, I'm just as surprised as you are. Yeah, like, the, the filter is non-existent. Yeah. You know, tomorrow's the last day of class and I've still not gotten anybody in that class to pet the screen. Well, them extra credit points if they pet the screen on their way out. I brought it up so many times. Do it. I don't know why they won't do it. Do it. I really, truly think you should. <laughs> like the very end of class, like okay, it was great. Have a semester, blah 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 blah. blah you're great. Um, also, anybody who pets up the screen on their way out can collect an extra credit point. Yes, I'm actually dead serious. Do it. Volume of people leaving the room and pet the screen. That reminds me of the one time <laughs> that. What's it made? Mm-hmm. What's it made out of? Um, I don't know. Vellum. Weird. Actually, that just reminded me of one time I was in one of Lee's classes, and they, like, were taking- they had, like, one of those, like, you know, like, ooh, like, eucalyptus, like, roller-type things, and, like, the, like, mar- like, the rose water, like, fa- it's just, they just passed it around the classroom to, like, everybody. Interesting. It's just, like, if anyone wants, like, a little rose water spray, here you go. I'm just like, thank you. Oh, it was a spray, not a roller? I mean, th- this both was occurring. Okay. It's like, thanks, Lee. <laughs> also, they showed up to class in bunny slippers a couple times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm aware of that. They're great. I used to wear slippers around the, the office building in Maine. Oh, I... A- when I was hanging out in the TA office, I was, like, in my socks all the time. And then one time, um... I like sock slid into Sasha's office and almost fe- like and almost like ate shit. <laughs> that was bad. And then one time he came into my office without shoes on, and I was like, "Is it spreading? Have I made this a thing?" We're not like a regular department. We're a, We're cool, a cool department. department. No, um, <laughs> the communication department is a cool department. Um, I will die on that hill, not just because I was kind of sort of part of the communication department. What? I should, I should try to make that a thing on Armed Services. Be like, I'm not a lame clerk. I'm a cool clerk. You absolutely should. And I will pay you 
if you can give provide me actual examples of this <laughs> happening. <laughs> but see, the thing is, because I don't have like the clerk equivalent of tenure yet, I am unable to attempt this. Which, by the way, congratulations! Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have tenure. Yeah, but you got past the hardest part. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Still got two stages though. Still. I mean, the cool professor thing might have jeopardized it a little bit, but that's possible. Where am I get around? Just, no. just jumping the gun. <laughs> They're like, oh man, we can't lose. We can't lose the respect. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to get through the provost and the president. They're not so much like on the ground hearing the word, you know, because they're like, yeah, way yeah up there. okay. So maybe you are safe. We're pretty isolated. Yeah. Unless they find out that you did that, and like the lower, the the lower tier is like, actually, you know what? Let's just take that back because that was that was too cringe for tenure. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, if that's the worst thing to hear that I've said in class, it's it's fine. <laughs> that's very fair. Entirely fair. I'd be more worried about the the babies thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, literally, that made me choke. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. There's the person rolling their lawn. I'm just hoping my mic isn't picking it up. I can't hear it. Okay, then I'm, we're going to assume it's fine. Uh... See, I'm trying to gauge precisely how long we've been going, but we did have that, like, almost ten minutes at the beginning there. Yeah, like... yeah I was ten minutes late, and then I had technical difficulties. We love it. Um, does anyone have anything that they would just like to, you know share with the class about anything really i'm honestly just trying to think if i even finished answering that question i don't think you really I, did no I said it probably wouldn't be an academic i think hmm? oh, no, so i'm the only I, one I that actually answered yeah. yeah i would either still be working on the eerie connection or i would be a cool I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 1920s journalist. Not like a lame one. Yeah, not a lame like, one. Like a cool one. All right. Yeah, this seems to be like or it has really warmed its way into your head today. <laughs> you the one that brought it up. I wasn't even thinking about it. This is true. Um. Anyway, y'all's turn. So this is actually something I've just been wondering in general, like for the last six months or so. Like, when did members of Congress actually start getting staff? Because like I know that the original like mm-hmm. like like delegates in Philadelphia, like apart from maybe like the 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 driver for their carriage like didn't have staff you know but like now members of congress have a good 10 or 20 staff so like at what point did, were were they like maybe we should have an aide and i then... feel like that had to have been happening by the 1920s yeah just probably right the amount of time that this i have no idea i genuinely yeah, I mean, in the white house hmm? Ooh. Yeah, because, like, at first, George Washington was, like, running the country all by his lonesome down there in Mount Vernon. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, but, like, you know, 1922, it would have been nice to there at the White House. Yeah. I know that the first White House chief of staff was Truman, I think. The, the first White... No, no. First White House chief of... First White House chief of staff was, like, Kennedy. It was, like, in the... Yeah. Yeah, I feel it, like it, people it, cannot have been operating without like the guy who like wrote out copies of something up until yeah. like the 1930s or whatever. Like there had to have been like at least a couple people helping out. Yeah. yeah. Nope. 1946 was the first White House chief of staff. Huh. Oh, whoever was in. But again. Office. Like, I feel like people had to be hiring, like, assistants. Oh, yeah, yeah. probably yeah. Staff, they like, probably didn't have the job. Changed. Yeah. It, it was Truman. I was, I was right. Oh, Can I just cool. Google it? When did Congress members get staff? Oh. I'm sure. Ooh. Ooh. The House... Oh, this is so cool. The House first approved personal staff for, rep, for representatives in 1893. So you're good. By the beginning of the 20th century, congressional staff had become a well a well accepted feature of Congress operations. And in 1943, House committees employed 114 staff members, while Senate committees employed 190. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that. So there you go. I mean, 93. You and I would like if we had to keep our same jobs. Essentially, like you and I would be doing the exact yeah. same thing, pretty much. We'd just be talking differently. Yeah, just talking differently, and with like. Um, typewriters and um mules instead of yeah computers and um hydraulics yeah we'd be like the roaring 20s what could go wrong (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen, if I was 24 in 1922, do you know how much fun I would be having? If I was a rough-and-tumble canal worker in 1922 at the age I currently am, oh my god, I'd be vibing. Back in the old days when they would break up, like, ice jams on the canal by just chucking dynamite at it. That sounds awesome. I would be having so much fun. I don't know about y'all. But, like, yeah. the skills that I have, what could I do with them? Ooh, I feel like just with my general, like, nerdiness and affinity for learnings, mm-hmm. I probably, I'll probably would end up in academia somehow. Because, like, people are always like, oh, so, you know, what made you go and get a, you know, PhD? I'm like, um, I really like school, so I kept going to school. Oh, you then... could have been a big radio person, though. And then ah. I ran out of school. Yes. <laughs> like, that's... But, like, that's you could have done... Actually, I probably could have done that, too. I also could have been, like, having a blast in the heyday of radio. Yeah. You and I both. Yeah, I was a broadcasting major. You guys remember the time? I had options. I was a music director of my campus radio station. I was in... Do you guys remember the time that Ben Shapiro forgot that radio existed in the 20s? And you know, newspapers? Yeah, what a tool. (laughs) around since the 1200s. Yeah, to me, it honestly just sounds so stupid. I know. it's like, did you forget that there are other forms of media? <laughs> Besides your podcast? God, what a, yeah. What a dumbass. But, like, radio is essentially a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, a podcast is just a pre-recorded radio show. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to say, like, 200 years ago, at least. Yeah. You know, that's going to put them squarely in pre-film, pre, you know, pre-all of it. Except printing press. I feel like if Ben Shapiro watched the first film where, like, that train was, like, coming towards the screen, he'd be the one pushing people out of the way to get out of the, out of <laughs> yeah, the theater. Yeah, that idiot. Like, like, pushing them in front of him. Yeah. That's another thing I could have done. I could have gotten in on the ground floor of the movies. Oh, my God. You did... No, you would literally have killed, like, the, the silent film. I, okay, like, maybe I, like in this idealized version of the like 1920s that we're talking about right now i would have thrived i would have thrived you know i always like because you know in teaching about the history of various media like i'm always going on and on about like you know you got to imagine you know being in this time period and this is what exists and this is what does it and And there were no rules like pre Hayes Code Hollywood, oh my god, I would have been having a blast. But but like, imagine living in a world where there's absolutely no way to capture an image, you know, like at all. Like if you want an image of something, you gotta draw it. And then photography is invented. Like what? that shit is so whack. You know, or like the first time they could capture a moving image, which technically uh, wasn't film in the way that we think of it, of course. Wait, no, it was the little, the, the horse thing. <laughs> the zoopraxiscope at my bridge. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, 
sometimes I wish I could erase all of my knowledge of modern media, you know, and then like know what it was like to experience that. Oh my god, I know. I want to get my, and you know, I hope it'll happen. I hope I will get my mind, like, I hope some new technology comes along that just like liquefies my brain in the way that like the sudden invention of like we can make the pictures talk now would have i don't know that there's anything that we could create that would be the equivalent of something like that i don't know you don't know that though do you well no but even before they had like sound film they knew that was a possibility like oh we have this thing but we haven't approved the technology enough I saw something that that was like the same kids who complained that their teachers didn't know how to make the e, the EQ2 video full screen are going to become the teachers who don't know how to make like the hologram 3D or something like that. Like yeah, that type of shit. They're like, make it 3D. Like I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly one of the uh, more interesting aspects of my job is how technology changes and how I have to keep adapting to it in the classroom. Because, mm -hmm. like, my I taught my first class, like, four, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, I don't know, something like that. Um, you know, and back in those days, like, everything was paper, right? It's like, <laughs> and somehow, like, over time, we've gradually started integrating more and more technology. And it's like, what is it going to be like you know, 30 years from now, and I'm in my 60s teaching, like, what technology will there be, and will I understand it? There were a couple professors at Geneseo who were just like, I'm, like, like, who were, like, a year from retirement who were just like, I'm not doing this. I will hand your physical paper test back to you, and you will like it. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, respect. I understand a lot of the technology more than the students do, because I'm they're constantly just not getting it, and I have to teach them how to use things. So, but someday it's gonna flip. Someday. Or maybe it won't. Because you got the whole, like, digital the native type thing. I'm not really a digital native, though. I think you're, like, close enough that you're never gonna be, like, I mean, boomer levels of incompetent. Yeah, I mean, computers existed. Well, I mean, they've existed for, like, a hundred something years, technically. But... Like, we didn't actually get a computer in our home until I was in high school. Still, I don't know. I just feel like it's, like, I don't think you're ever going to be able to, like, fully adapt to something that was utterly inconceivable when you were, like, when your brain was at its, like, spongiest in your youth, just, like, soaking up everything. Like, computers were a thing. Like, you know, even if they weren't, like, in everyone's house. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the existence of them, it's the use of them. I guess. Which, I remember in elementary school, we would have, like, an hour a week where we would go to a computer lab and just play games. I love that. And that was cool math cool yeah, games. And, yeah, and then, like, beyond that, our only use of them was to, like, write papers, but most of them were still written by hand. I remember using a word processor in middle school. How was that? I mean, it's just, just a little machine thing that only you can only type words into. That's it. That's fun. Yeah. So we Actually, didn't really. Here's um here's a kind of thing that I like kept reminding myself of and then forgetting to put in the podcast document. Um, I think that there is a difference between 
lowercase b boomers and um capital b boomers tm okay because um my parents both fall into that generation and like when i think like capital b boomers tm i think like you know the karens that are like screaming at service workers and you know just generally being awful and entitled and wondering why things aren't exactly the same as they were when they were in their 20s and like all that kind of bullshit and when i think just like boomers i think my dad who printed out an excel spreadsheet of all his internet passwords that that is a very boomer thing to do that's like that's a very boomer thing to do but not capital b tm there's a difference mm -hmm. At least there is in my mind. Because, like, yeah, is my father technically of that generation? Like, yeah. But he's cool. Okay, my dad is technically... I I just looked it up. My dad is technically a boomer. Like, scraped in. It goes to, like, 64, and he was born, like, November of 1964. So yeah, like, just literally same thing for my mom. Yeah. So, like, technically. Yeah. But, like, my dad, he just does, like, old yeah. man stuff. He's not, like, you know... The awful ones who are complaining about how the world isn't the same, and it's our fault. No, I mean, like, my dad has, like, a little purple notebook of all of his passwords, but, like... It's such a dad thing! It, it, it's, it's, it is such a, dad a boomer thing. dad thing. Also, no. um, white dads are, especially, like, white boomer dads, old white dads, cultural monolith. They are all the same. They are literally that, all the same. I will defer to you guys on that one. My cousin on um, literally the first time in like 20-something years that we didn't have the annual Christmas Eve party at our house because of COVID, um, my cousin texted me and my sister a picture of <laughs> both of their parents, uh, both of their parents like passed out in their respective recliners, and my sister and I sent the exact same picture of our parents back to our cousin. And, like, you know, all white dads, like, they f they got the New Balance sneaks and yep. the baseball caps. And whenever there's, like, a plaque at a um, rest stop about some, like, military thing, like, historical military event, they will stand to read it with their hands clasped behind their back. And mm -hmm. they all fall asleep in leather recliners looking like they just passed away. No, the first time I ever watched John Mulaney, I screamed because my dad has like multiple books on World War II. Oh, like, you know. my dad has like one. one my dad has a book, a book on just the Albany Municipal Golf Course and the history of it. Now that's special. Yeah, no, uh, Joe Kelly is special man but yeah um white dads are a cultural monolith thank you for coming to my ted talk you know i feel I like such a general oh go ahead Zach. no 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 go ahead i'm about to switch back to something else so if you're continuing oh, oh wait actually i do have two more points they all sneeze ridiculously loud yep. and um so many so many call cucumbers cukes and i don't know why never heard that you're the first person who i heard that from the last time you mentioned it like literally i don't think that's one. Is that just is that just like a my neighborhood thing that might just be a you thing yeah 
I'm gonna have to do a little investigation there, because that feels like a, like, majorly white dad thing to me, but that could just be the white dads that I know. I don't know a single white dad that does that. Interesting. I thought you were about to say, I don't know a single white dad. <laughs> but they all do sneeze loud enough to They're all married. <laughs> yeah, no, they absolutely sneeze, like, ridiculously loud. Yeah, yeah that's so... Like, and, and you know they're doing it on purpose. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, like every week at their conference, they're like, all right, we're all still sneezing. Like, and they tuck the t-shirt into the khakis with a belt. You know, what's so funny when my dad was staying here, cause, because like, I was thinking about just like things that dads do when he was just like kind of walking around my apartment. His shirt was tucked into his shorts, but like when we were out and about, just like walking Echo, it was untucked. And I was like, is there a method to this? Like, is there, is this organized? And I don't know if this is just my dad or if this is like, I think this might be a common thing. Like, they all have slippers and then they walk dragging the slippers on the floor. (laughs) It drives my mother insane. And they have like their sport that they're obsessed with. White dads are a very, very homogenous group. They like to rest their eyes a lot. Yes, <laughs> and then they fa- and then and then they wake up as oh, soon yeah. as you touch the remote. Yeah, or the thermostat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, my dad tucks his t-shirts into his sweatpants. I don't understand him. My dad does that too. Yep. Yep. Joe Kelly. Yeah. I don't know if this is exclusive more to my experience, but I also feel like there's this capacity to, like, well, a bit of a two-parter. One, to start watching any random movie or TV show in the middle of it and, and not they don't know what sit it... down. They walk into that the room. That part of it, too, yeah. And they're just, like, standing there, arms crossed, staring at the TV. I'm like, sir, there's a couch. But, like, my stepdad, he will, he will just turn on, like, any random thing that seems, like, mildly interesting and it'll be right smack in the middle of it oh yeah my dad does that too right and then i'll ask him i'm like so what do you watch he's like i don't know yeah my dad does that too also he's a and again maybe this is just my dad maybe this is just like a subset of white dads the antiques roadshow watching (laughs) so much oh oh but the the other part to my point is um they get laser focused on what they're watching yes Mm -hmm. and then like like my stepdad won't hear me i'll be like Hey, yeah, they hey, can't hear you. My hey. dad does the same thing. They cannot hear you. Impossible. Yeah, so the standing and staring. So even they're just standing there, not even sitting there watching something, and they're just stopping. They do, like, completely oblivious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so, I mean, honestly, this is more just, this is serving to prove my theory. Like, the most of the things that we have talked about. Is absolutely universal. If anytime anything's happening, all the dads have to, like, be watching Yeah, whenever, it. like, someone's, like, when especially, like, Mounting something. When they're in a public place and someone is, like, fixing something, they all just are, like, supervising as soon as the power tools come out. I think one of my favorite, like, TikToks or something that I saw was, like, there was a delay at the airport and it was, like, all the dads standing at the window watching them. (laughs) I'm going to try and find that, too, because I like people need to see this. Yeah. (laughs) Airport delay dads. (laughs) <laughs> because I was also about to reference a TikTok because there's this this girl made this video um, talking about like she said she was going to make a series. I never checked back to see if she did more, but like mm-hmm. things that all dads do. 
-hmm. But like one of them was the walking into the room and staring at the TV. Um, And I remember one of the others was the the hand candy shake, where they'll get like a handful of candy and then they shake. Yes. Oh. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. the the other thing is when you're on a road trip and they're driving and you open something and they do the hand the hand reach <laughs> yep <laughs> the dad tax <laughs> every time oh also this isn't just like white dads white people in general love like whenever you got to tie something to the back of a truck and then they like grab the rope and be like that's not going anywhere <laughs> this actually yeah let's just do that things oh. white people love to say. That's what I was going to say. We're getting into the whole territory. Good. I want to get into this territory. It's so fun. The, um, you know, they get, people are in line, and then the line gets longer behind them. We got here at the good time. Got here right in time. Or when you're about to leave, all right, let's rock and roll. Yes. Oh, my God. Or people love clapping when plane lands. What? When you get to the register and something won't scan. This is free. <laughs> no, I think one of my favorites is one of the ones that I say is with like like chips or something and like, oh, these are dangerous. Yes. Or like take these away from me. Away from me. Oh my god. Uh, Brooks, we have to find that TikTok is like this girl who is just like white people lingo be eaten. Oh That's what I keep god. thinking about. I was trying to remember some of the ones she said. I know. Like, oh god, it was killing me. And now I'm just trying to think of like other just like white people isms that I say constantly. Yeah. Because I always say that like, oh, looks like we got here just in time, and like that kind of shit. Especially when you tie something down like to the back of a car or whatever, and then you twang the rope, and you're like, oh, it's not going anywhere. It's so satisfying. The way that I, I thought of the last couple that I mentioned is that I was thinking about things that my he says that oh I guess it's free and looks like we got here at the right time. Oh of course. Uh, and now I just really want to Google things white people say. I think you should as resident podcast Googler. Yep. I take my function very seriously. I love that. <laughs> people of saying now let's do a silly one <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely do see now i'm an, now i'm getting in on this oh god oh, i'm things, fully <laughs> things white people love to say <laughs> it's not the heat that gets you it's the humidity <laughs> well here we go things white dads say White people love saying knock knock out loud instead of knocking. <laughs> knock knock. Oh god. Oh my god. White people get love shot. saying still working on it when the waitress comes to take their plate. <laughs> still nibbling, still raising. <laughs> when you get the love turning in for the night. Huh? White people love turning in for the night. <laughs> Oh yeah, what's the damage? When someone gets their driver's license. Are we looking at well, the same BuzzFeed article? BuzzFeed, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on number 11. Like, yeah. love saying not getting far without these when they forget their car key. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Hold on, I'm gonna send this to the podcast chat so that I have this link. Because this is important. White people love saying Anna's and Nancy. They really do. They really do. What was it? Oh, white people love saying Anna's and Nancy. (laughs) White people love saying there's my cardio for the day after walking upstairs. (laughs) That one. White people love saying, what are they doing back there? Killing the chicken when food is taking too long. Um, or some variation of that when it's taking too long in a restaurant. This one says that white people love apologizing when they swear in front of people. But I would alter that to be, uh, they love saying, pardon my French. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) White people love to say, see you next year at 11.59 on New Year's. Yep. <laughs> we, we are a cultural monolith, truly. They say we have no culture. And they, and they say we have no culture. Um, let's pl- Here we go. Reddit thread. Let's play it by ear. <laughs> what? White people love saying they'll just let anybody in here. <laughs> White people love saying down the wrong pipe when they choke. Yep. <laughs> yep. I do that one for sure. Oh god, yeah. White people love saying, well, someone's not happy when they hear a child crying somewhere. 100%. Oh, yeah. Uh, good What's stuff. That? Yeah, again. Well, there's my week after yep. climbing two stairs. Literally every, like, like white people stereotype joke, like, I do it. I do it. Every joke about how white people are obsessed with cheese, all of these, like, white people things. <laughs> the same do, my first rodeo. Yep, I do. And I do and say, like, literally every single one of them. If a white person says, I'll tell you what, you about to get the best deal ever. <laughs> Let's nice flavor when someone turns without one. I do that every time. Oh nice flavor. Yep. Or like good signal, buddy. Yep. <laughs> White people love saying, whoa, this is going to clear my sinuses after eating anything spicy. <laughs> <laughs> or describing something as having a little kick to it. Yeah. <laughs> yep, a little kick. White people love saying fancy meeting you here to their friends when they arrive at a pre-planned destination to see them. love saying i'll touch base with you tomorrow like the fuck is this capture the flag okay we have a small audience i want to know what other people's stereo like like benign stereotypes are like what are what's the stereotype in belgium yeah what are things like what's like such a dad or like not even like you know globally like, just what's a thing that, like, everyone has, like, heard their Hispanic dad say? Or whatever. I want to know other people's, like, fun, harmless little stereotypes. Mine, he says the white people stuff. Like That's hilarious. I kind of love that. Yeah. White people love saying a million dollars when the server asks if they need anything else. 
Yes, they do. White people love saying that they must have knew we were coming when a front row parking spot is open. Yes! Oh God, yep. Oh my God, white people love um, pulling into a parking spot and saying pull through for a quick getaway. <laughs> white people love saying that's okay, we'll go for a ride when they get on an up elevator, but it goes down. <laughs> Pretty sure I say something about that. Yep. <laughs> I can I can see you doing that. Well, that's just more of a laid back nature, you know. Like, cool. I like All to right. keep things chill. There was another elevator related one I saw that said like, "Whoa, what is it a party in here when you get on a crowded elevator?" <laughs> see, I can't like do those things in like I can't talk to strangers like that. Yes, Zach. <laughs> White people love saying gracias to the cashier at Chipotle. <laughs> okay, I don't do that, but white people are love you, doing that. Are you on the ranker list? Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe this is why we have only one podcast Googler, because we all just wind up on the exact same website at the exact same time. My mind is too active. Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah, yeah, I think that one particular video that we are referencing is so funny because it's a black woman reading them. <laughs> it's just... Oh my god, I know. And I love the one, there's another one where, like, a girl, like, some, like you know, some Midwestern white chick responds to it with all the things her Midwestern white dad says, and they're so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, I, I want to hear, I'm sure we'd, like, we don't get responses when we ask for things, which is fine, but, like, um, if anyone does feel like actually responding to this, um, yeah, what are, what are your things that, like, every insert demographic here, mom slash dad, has said at some point? I would love to know. I'm very much here for it. Just makes you wonder how those things happen, you know, I like... Know. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I was actually looking up, like, gifts for dads, because mm. my stepdad's birthday was uh, yesterday, mm. and, like, all the gifts were all related to the same few things, you know, it's like all grilling stuff, or all golf stuff, and so much of it was like, God, why is this so... Did we freeze? Do we have a problem? I know. Now I want to know. Honestly, like, have you ever seen that thing where these guys put out a Craigslist ad that was like, we're looking for a barbecue dad? If he doesn't have the Nike Monarchs, I don't trust the guy at the grill. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Okay, well, now it's just buffering. Um,. Gonna hope that's not a my end type problem. I mean, I'm here. This is true. And we have been going for like I don't know how much time we technically lost at the beginning, but like I think we're I think we're not, safe now. Not much. Not much. I, but I think we're safe now. Yeah. We were solidly rolling by five forty five. Like we stand. have been talking since then. I mean Give this like a hot second because I would feel bad just like ending the podcast and being like Brooks doesn't get to say anything. 
Yeah, I want to know what all of this was like. Yeah, but yeah, really left them. No, she's. I'm not frozen to me. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. That's fun. That's good. <laughs> Gotta catch it first. That made me scream. <laughs> Am I better now? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, what's it all like? Yeah, what is it all like? I don't know, but I said <gasps> no. It was weird because, like, I wasn't frozen to me, and I'm like, why are you all staring at me like that? Oh, whoops. Yeah, what are all the dad <laughs> gifts like? Yeah. Oh, that's where I left off. Um, It's all, like, you know, grilling-related and golf-related and fishing-related, and it's Ooh, like... Joe Kelly loves golf. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like, you know, because I'm looking for my stepdad for a gift, and like, um, he's the official griller of the household. Of course. He yeah. likes to play golf on occasion. He also likes to fish on occasion. And it's like, why, how is this so universally applicable? I don't know. I'm, I feel like there might actually be an answer, but I am not like a cultural anthropologist, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um... If you know an actual answer, we would love to hear one, but if not, I'm just gonna say... I don't know what I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say that's just how it- how it be. I'll go to campus tomorrow and contact the anthro department. I am begging Actually, you to do that, and like, do it on behalf of the podcast. Like, make sure I you did, put that in there. In official media capacity. Yes! Y y ooh. We're looking to yeah. interview an expert on white dads. Yeah. Oh my liter- okay. But like actually though, like that's that's like an anthropology lecture I would love to attend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think I'm doing that department. It's not very big. I think I took one class in the anthropology department because it fulfilled a requirement for something. Physical anthropology. No. Um, language and culture, I believe it was. Oh, for were your critical cultural studies track? No. No. Huh. Might have been before they shuffled some stuff around. Because they definitely did away with the second humanities requirement while I was at, like, like halfway through my time at Geneseo. So, like... Also, no more second science or second uh, social science. I'm majorly salty about the no more second and science. No more second fine art, either. But this is, a, this is an after-podcast conversation yeah, that we're getting anyway. into right here. This is getting a little too specific. No, this is me. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Okay, well, I, I mean, we're going to find out in a minute, <laughs> but no one else is, so that'll be our fun little secret. But yes, we will be back again next week. Thank you for fighting with us. As always, we hope you enjoyed. Adios, everyone. <laughs> this week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Anne Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.